on behalf of the family, thank you for joining us today. We have gathered here to remember and celebrate the life of John L. Schultz. And we've also gathered here to worship and honor God. There's grief, but there's also much joy as John enters into his eternal home with Jesus. May God grant us his presence, grace, and peace as we gather here today. Hear the word of the Lord, Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his namesake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. May God grant blessings on the reading of his word. Please pray with me. Almighty God, maker of heaven and earth, you alone are worthy of our worship, of our praise. Father, as we remember and celebrate John's life, we honor you as we honor him as one of your children. In your boundless compassion, I ask that you console those of us who mourn. Father, help us to see in death the gateway to eternal life. Bless our time together, I pray, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen.
They don't sail by this way anymore. There really ain't no use in that old thing standing round. But then my mind goes back to that old stormy night when just in time I saw the light, the light from that old lighthouse that still stands up there. service folder you can see uh, a basic life story uh, you know the, the, uh, a lot of the high, uh, some of the basics I want to add some to that and it's been uh, a fun exercise for me from the family the stuff they gave me to read through and the memories they remembered so I'm gonna embellish a little bit on this as we talk about John's life so as you can see John was <clears throat> excuse me John was born in uh, the Hillsborough area on a farm. Uh, only went to school for eighth grade. Very typical of that era, right? That uh, you, you had to stop work, stop school to go help on the farm. It's interesting, all of a sudden, John starts to reflect an era that we're going to see less and less of, probably. You know, it's just a lot of changes. But uh, um, worked on the farm. Uh, there's a hilarious story they, they had me read when he was a kid in school somewhere. He remembered the name of this girl that he sang a duet with, and her name was Mary Jane. And uh, the funny part was, he sang soprano and she sang tenor, because his voice hadn't changed yet. It already showed you an indication of uh, John's interest and uh, love for music and singing. <clears throat> 
So, Vi and John met uh, around 19, I understand. They met and they were 19. Uh, Vi's family also farming around the Hillsborough area. And uh, they both were part of MB churches. Uh, seemed like an easy sort of uh, connection. And off they went and got married a couple years later. Here's the part. Here's the part, people, you got to catch here. Two days after their wedding, they're off to Colorado to serve with Mennonite Voluntary Service. How about that? And uh, that seems like an interesting honeymoon to a lot of us. <laughs> but uh, then spent two years working in Colorado uh, at a mental hospital helping out there. And again, uh, this is some fascinating stuff for, I, I know I'm not particularly young, but a younger guy that grew up in the Mennonite sort of traditions and, and uh, even that is sort of the air is changing that couples, people going on Mennonite voluntary service, I'm not even sure it exists anymore. But the commitment to do that for two years, uh, marvelous after they got married, I love it. And then after uh, the time in Colorado, moved to Bueller. And if I get something wrong, just raise your hand and I'll correct it. But uh, um, moved to Bueller. They raised three kids. I understand tennis was kind of a thing, uh, watching games and tennis matches and whatnot. Um, but that era wasn't without tragedy. Debbie passed away later on in life from an aneurysm. So John and Vi knew, knew tragedy. God walked through them with that as well. But uh, the, the message throughout the stuff they had that they brought for me to go through and the stories they remembered. Just uh, a reminder, uh, I mean, so strong, John just loved his family, all represented here, loved his family. 68 years of marriage, that's remarkable, absolutely. So they moved back to Bueller, or they moved to Bueller, I don't say back, it, they moved to Bueller, and John worked in the mill for 15 years. Uh, is that right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Um, and, and this is the interesting thing that they shared with me. You know, he was very interested in taking care of his family. So he did some other stuff on the side. He shingled roofs and started selling cars part-time. But then that led, of course, to what a lot of people here remember about John, working for Shep Chevrolet in Haven for 24 years. You guys don't know. In the time since Sunday and the people I've talked to in the congregation, so many, oh, yeah, I bought cars from John. And this whole idea, you know, of, uh, oh, I'm going to get to this in a minute, but he, how he always had a nice car. He really liked, we'll get to that in a minute. But worked for Shep for 24 years. He, you, you kept saying he retired. It sure didn't sound like it because then he went and worked for Adrian's selling gliders. Uh, again, uh, as a transplant sort of or whatever I am here, I've been here at the church now for a couple of years and I had some experience in the past gliders from Adrian's that's classic Bueller stuff and uh, John working to sell those as well until um, uh, that stopped as well you know uh, a lot of comments about hardworking again uh, such integrity such responsibility built a house I understand and you had a little story about grading and um, uh, leveling the yard and he just had a metal box spring that he dragged around the yard and kids were riding on top of that I guess so that's good stuff hardworking hardworking uh, very very responsible um, here here's here's the part that's fun John loved cars you all knew that so well 
there's some indications that maybe that's how he caught your eye by. He had that fancy car and <laughs> enticed you. And it had to be a Chevy, right? Always Chevys, yeah. Um, motorcycles, uh, dirt track racing, that one's fun to me. I like that one. Like to do dirt. I like to watch dirt track racing. Uh, this, this is cool. Rode up Pikes Peak on motorcycles several times. Is that right? That's really cool. Did you go with? No. It was kind of a John and the Boys thing. Okay, it's okay. Or the, that's all good, though. That sounds so fun. Um, there was bowling early on with the Mills bowling team. And then golfing. This is, this is hilarious. He picked up golfing after retiring. And I talked to, uh, I talked to a neighbor here at the church uh, this week. And I said, oh, well, John Schultz passed away. And, oh, I used to go golfing with John. You know, so uh, great stuff. Um, I'm sure there's more, and as I keep telling the family, don't hesitate to keep sharing those memories and, and sharing those stories. But uh, the reminder again how much John loved his family, enjoyed spending time with them, and I just want to mention, uh, I know it is in the, in the worship folder, but I just want to mention everybody's name again. He loved his kids, Donna and Alan, Daryl and Christy, the grandkids, April and Keith, Megan and Brandon, Taylor and Cody, Casey and Michael and Jace, and then eight great-grandkids, Kedron, Mackenzie, Kyler, Ethan, Taylor, Weston, Alec, and Emery. You know, uh, he loved you, and family was really important to him. Keep telling those stories. Keep telling those memories. Finally, uh, and, and most importantly, John was a man of faith. He had given his life to Jesus. He invited longtime members here at Bueller Mennonite Brethren Church. Uh, John uh, was an usher sang in the men's chorus. Uh, I, I remember some of those days with Waldo Weedle and others leading the men's chorus. So he loved music and singing, and you could regularly catch him singing along to the stereo uh, special song to his. Those are the things we remember when we get to points like this and we celebrate someone's life. And uh, it's important for us to keep those memories alive. And uh, I want to play a song that was important to John. It came up a couple of times in their uh, comments to me. Uh, this was a song that really meant a lot to him, and we want to share it with you today. Around me is fall. 
noticed as we were talking through and looking at the things the family shared with me one of the comments uh, was strongest was John was a worker he was a worker hard worker and uh, that, is, that is more than commendable uh, making a living being responsible diligent providing for your family that is more than commendable like I say uh, but we know that works fall short in light of eternity there's nothing we can do on our own to gain eternal life. We must put our trust, our faith, our confidence only in Jesus. And John understood that. Really typical, uh, uh, sorry, uh, familiar for a lot of us, a really foundational passage in Ephesians 2 that reflects this. And I want to read from Ephesians 2 this morning. As for you... Paul writes, as for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh, following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath, but because of his great love for us, God who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. Here's, here's the important part. Everybody listen. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ, seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace, expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. But, going back to verse 8, it is for, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith, not from yourselves. It is the gift from God. You see, it's all about faith. It's all about belief in Jesus. That's all that saves us. It reconciles us to God. It gives us hope. At a time like this, it gives us hope for a heavenly home. And that's what we're celebrating here today. John's home going. Now, it's important that that message is very clear on a day like today. That uh, salvation and eternal life is only through Jesus. And you think... Uh, those of us that trust Jesus, that would be a very confident, bold thing. But when we get to this point, when somebody has passed away, we might start to have some feelings of uncertainty, maybe even a little anxious. And 
we're not immune to those sort of feelings. You know, well, now it's true. We have a loved one who passed away. What does this really mean? And even the disciples themselves worried a little bit about this, right? They were, they were wondering, Jesus, what goes on with you? They had troubled hearts. They had anxiety a little bit. And John and Jesus addresses this in John 14 because he understands that his followers are a little bit anxious about important things, eternal things, what happens when we die sort of things. And so here's what Jesus says in John 14. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Okay, so that, that reflects what Paul's going to say later that we just read. You believe in God, not you're working hard. You're, no, you have faith in God, also believe in me, Jesus says. And here we go. My father's house has many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. You know the place where I am going. So that's uh, four, four little verses, four little verses that Jesus wants to say, look, here's the thing. Don't be worried. Don't be anxious. Don't be troubled. There's no reason to be because you put your faith in me. And here's what I want to talk about with these four little verses that can encourage us and remind us what John is now experiencing. I said out at the gravesite, John is more alive than ever right now. And that is absolutely true. But here's what Jesus says in his passage to encourage us. First of all, he says, look, there are many rooms for those of you that put your faith in me, Jesus would say. If you put your faith in Jesus, there's room for you in eternity. There's no reason to worry about availability. Oh, is there a limited number? No. If you have put your faith in Jesus, as John had, there's a place for you in eternity. And that is our hope and that is our confidence. Jesus goes on to say then, he is preparing that place for us. Oh man, that... That has to be encouraging. That is remarkable. That is incredible. Jesus himself is preparing our place for eternity. As soon as we, as soon as John put his faith in Jesus, Jesus started preparing his eternal home. Plenty of room, room for everybody, and Jesus is preparing that place for us and has prepared, had prepared it for John. He goes on then to say uh, the idea in this passage that Jesus will come and take us home. Um, you know, the part that gets a little disconcerting when someone passes away is there's so much unknown. And what we, we don't have all the answers. We just have the promises of the Bible and the promises of Jesus. But this is also an incredible encouragement. He will lead us to this place. You say, well, Jesus, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know anything about this. And he says, I got this. Come with me. I'm going to take you home. Uh, we don't know it, but he does. And so he reminds his disciples in this passage, look, I'm going to come. Uh, there's plenty of room. You, you, you put your faith in me. There's a spot for you. I'm preparing it for you. That should really be encouraging. I'm going to come get you. I'm going to take you myself and bring you to your eternal spot. It, it, that's just marvelous. But then here, here's probably the best part, uh, the best part of this. 
I will come back and take you to be with me, that you may also be where I am. And so, really, the best part of this whole passage and the reminder on a day like today is we will be with Jesus. We'll be home. You know, the idea of home, uh, it's not so much about a building or a place, but it's who we're with. And John's with Jesus, and that's the place to be for eternity. It may not, we may not know a lot about it, but if it's Jesus' home, we want it to be our home. And John is learning that even as we speak. Even with these words, sometimes uh, it can feel like death when we don't understand it as well as we should and don't understand how it doesn't have the power over us. The, the idea of death can linger a little bit. And, and uh, the uncertainty and the unknown and all that. But here's something Charles Haddon Spurgeon said that I really like when we consider this. He said, death in its substance has been removed. Death in its substance has been removed and only the shadow of death remains. Nobody's afraid of a shadow. For a shadow cannot block a man's pathway for even a moment. The shadow of a dog can't bite. The shadow of a sword can't kill. Christ himself took the full force of death's destroying power by dying and paying for our sin, then rising from the grave. Trusting Jesus may not remove death's shadow, but remember, shadows can't hurt us. So that's a reminder for all of us when we come to these places where we lay to rest loved ones who have passed away in Jesus. Let's remind ourselves that death doesn't have power over us anymore and it may have a shadow, but shadows can't hurt us. No fear of death and eternity with Jesus. That's the promise and the hope of followers of Jesus. Jesus himself says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. And we rejoice as John has put his, had put his faith in Jesus and is now living that out for eternity. Now, it's sort of been my thing to say something like this at a funeral. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't tell the whole story that we're talking about John with hope and optimism and the promises of God because he put his faith in Jesus. It's a very different story if you don't have your faith in Jesus. It's, it's a tragic story. And so I would be remiss if I didn't say to anyone who can hear me today, if you don't know what it means to follow Jesus and you're interested in that discussion, I know besides myself, there are many people in my congregation that would love to talk to you about that. Because again, it's a very different story if you don't know Jesus. And just to remind ourselves again from where we started, it's not about works, it's not about what I can do, it's about following and trusting in Jesus. It is by grace we have been saved through faith. It's not from ourselves, it is a gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. That's the reminder from Ephesians, that our hope is only in Jesus and we trust in him for our eternal security and our eternal home. 
Let's pray. Father, thank you for John's life, for his faith, for his trust in you. Thank you for uh, his family that lingers here after him. God, I pray that you would be with them during this time of sadness and sorrow and grant comfort. But God, we're so thankful for his life, for John's trusting in Jesus. And God, we're so thankful for the work of Jesus, that we can have the confidence and the security of knowing we have a place in eternity with you when we put our faith in you. God, I pray that for everyone uh, in this room and in the sound of my voice, that they would know what it means to trust Jesus. Once again, Father, uh, we are thankful for John's life. We pray that you would grant uh, peace, comfort. Uh, we know that you have promised to bring comfort to those that mourn, and so we trust that today as well. But God, we're thankful for our chance to celebrate John and to celebrate Jesus. We love you. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. So I want to let you know that uh, interment took place just before this service out at Bunis, uh, Bueller Municipal Cemetery. So graveside has already happened. And I want to invite you all to a light meal. The family would love to uh, have you join them for a light meal in our fellowship hall. And that will happen immediately following this service. What will happen is uh, I'm going to do a benediction and then we'll let the family exit first and then you will, you can uh, follow after the family, all right? Please hear this benediction from the Word of God. May our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and by his grace gave us eternal encouragement and good hope, may he encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good deed and word. In the name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen, and amen. Service is concluded.